The Holy Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew 18:15-20. Jesus said, "If another member of the church sins against you, go and point out the fault when the two of you are alone. If the member listens to you, you have regained that one. But if you're not listen to, take one or two others along with you." so that every word may be confirmed by the evidence of two or three witnesses if the member refuses to listen to them tell it to the church and if the offender refuses to listen even to the church let such a one be to you a gentile and a tax collector truly i tell you whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosened in heaven Again truly I tell you if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask it will be done for you by my father in heaven for way two or three are gathered in my name I am there among them the gospel of the lord praise to you lord christ parma chenchen as a is an author who talks about his trip to zimbabwe So you went for this uh, white water rafting in a Zimbabwe sea river. So as they all have put on that uh, safety gear, the guide started giving them important instructions. He said when the raft flips, stay in the middle of the river even if the waters are rough and turbulent. don't get to the edge of the river the water may look calm still and placid but the reality is they're filled with crocodiles so don't avoid rough waters of conflict if you really want to deal with the issue all of us have experienced some kind of conflicts in our life some confrontations some are really silly and some are super serious but the fact is most of us do not know how to deal with this conflicts and sometimes we end up in a way where there is no peace restlessness develop that hatred resentment and we are no longer in the community sometimes Today's passage Matthew chapter 18 verses 15 to 20 throws a fresh perspective for us as Christians to understand what it means to deal with a conflict if you are a Christian how would you deal with a conflict when someone sins against you the first approach he talks here is face to face If anyone sins against you go to him and talk to him alone The original translation says if your brother or sister sins against you talk to them alone When NRSV translation tries to coin this word if anyone sins against you it I feel it is favoring the inclusivity over the intimacy 
include any other person as your brother or sister. So it helps to speed up any issue to resolve it in better conditions, in an amicable way. Because if you think someone as your brother or sister, you wouldn't delay that matter. You want to finish and get reconciled. That is the interpretation we get from this brother and sister. If anyone does anything against you, just consider, consider them as your brother and sister. When you approach them, the fact is that you have to approach with humility and gentleness. You are not dealing with a conflict, going there to win an argument, but you're going there to win your brother. What is the point in winning an argument and losing your brother? So it says you are going there to restore the person who has sinned against you back to that position, back to that normality, back to that relationship. The Greek medical word used here is you're setting a broken bone. You're setting a broken bone. So how humble, how honest, and how truthful you should be when you approach the other person to resolve the things. And if he refuses, when you talk to that person, he or she refuses, the second option we have is that you can ask others to come into that conversation and to help you out to resolve with that conflict or, con or confrontation. The idea of getting other two witnesses comes from the Deuteronomic and Levitical Codes, where it says, if anyone sins against, you get a witness to testify against that person. But Jesus puts subtly different in this context of Matthew as they're not coming to testify against, but they're coming to testify in exchange of brother and sister. The point here is not the safety in numbers, but safety of numbers. The more people you have, it's not that one side, it just builds up, so everybody are going to just take the sides. The more people, they're going to listen, they have this concern to get you both back together which is why the witnesses have played a very vital role. But in spite of this, getting the witnesses and then having them share in the conversation of this conflict, if still it is not settled, then we open up to the church. Because the church, again, has this deep concern because any sin it is not just between the two people, it plagues the whole community. It affects the welfare of the church or the assembly or the community. Because sin becomes part and parcel of everyone. So Matthew is trying to help us not leaving the issue just between two people or with the witnesses, but rather putting that to us that it is each one of our responsibility to see that they're restored, that they're reconciled.
In the same passage, if you go back and read, it says, if 91 sheep are here and if one sheep is lost, you go back to find that sheep, not just, okay, I have 99, so we are good in numbers, we are united. That's not the point here. You go and get the one lost sheep back to the flock. And how many times should I forgive, Peter is asking. He says, Jesus says here, it's not 70, but 77 times. Did we even try seven times at least when something goes wrong with folks, with people? As a pastor, I still have that guilt feeling because we call it to quits too soon, not even giving a try. I always feel I should have tried more. I should have kept trying. Sometimes we give up too soon, but when we talk about this conflict and re reconciliation, what is essentially important is that each one of us are responsible for this. Everyone has something to do, take part in it. It is not just wash your hands and say the matter is over, it's just with them. It's so easy to say, but even if you're not trying enough, then I think we are in some way responsible for having people uh, separated or still live with that hatred and conflict. The passage beautifully moves. It has this flow, a shift from individual to the witnesses and to the community. When I read this passage, I think it's more fitting to any time, any situation and any place because all of us have this um, um, difficulty in dealing with conflict, confrontation, disagreement, and reconciliations. We do not know how to handle with it. We do not know how to live with it. We do not know how to fight and how to stay with it. And Matthew says it's only with God's power and presence we can overcome that kind of bitterness or resentment. Jesus says, when two or three gather or agree in my name, and whatever you ask, it will be done. So this agree, agree is again a word for harmony, but there's another distinction he makes there. If two or three people gather in my name, my presence is there with you. You don't really have to agree, but when you gather there with some good, in, good intention, his power, his presence, his promise of being with us, the real presence is there. In Romans, Paul talks, each one of us owes something to each other. It actually challenges the conservative, um, conservative uh, debt-free mind, I would say, which is based on twin principles. I owe you nothing and you owe me nothing. So it, like both of us are free. So this kind of um, mentality most of us have, very individualistic. I don't get into your business, you don't get into mine. It's like, no, none of your business. But Paul says, he employs another idea. You don't owe anything, but in one way you owe to each other, that is love. Love 
without honesty is hypocrisy. Love without truth is brutality. Love should always go with genuineness and the truth. Truth always hurts. The faithful wounds of a friend, it, it, it gives me the picture in Proverbs again. It hurts when you see the genuine wounds of your friend. So when we approach a person, you should have the humility, the honesty, and the truth. Knowing when you go with these three things, the presence, the power, and the promise of God is with you, and it will be with you people so that we can work for the better of those people and for the community. May God bless these words, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.